Oi, 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 oi. One, two, a check of one, two. With two minutes to go, it's fourth and 32. Good evening and welcome back to another edition of the fourth and 32 podcast. I'm your host, Cole Smithson, and joining me as he always does, cooking it up in the kitchen. It's the sous chef, Ethan Sue Smith. Good to be back again. Did I make noise that time? No, you did not. And also, this happened before our preview podcast. So, well, that's fine. Who cares? <laughs> time is irrelevant. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Thursday yeah. night. It's- yeah, <laughs> time is a construct. It is Thursday night, right after an exciting football game. Also joining us is the Dwayne train. You hear Michael Dwayne there, folks. But got to start off with this is maybe the best Thursday night game ever. Got 34 28 in overtime. For the Chiefs, over the Chargers, they had to storm back. They had to score a touchdown in their last drive to tie it, go to overtime, and they get the ball first, drive right down. Travis Kelsey with his best game of the year, 10-191, two scores. Tyreek Hill, 12-148 in the score. Like When those guys are hooping, the Chiefs really don't need much else. No one else really shined except for Mahomes, obviously. I thought Herbert was really good in this one, but both teams stopped – Inside the five-yard line, a combined three times, I want to say. Mm-hmm. The Chargers twice, the Chiefs once. I mean, and the Chargers fumbled, so the Chargers m- might have had three times, right? Right. All right, so uh, super exciting. A lot of opportunities to score here. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game, Sue? I just thought it was – it was really slow up until the fourth quarter, it felt like. It felt like it was a lot closer and slower, less action than what was expected. A bunch of people probably bet the over on this game, and I think that people were underwhelmed with how it was starting out through three quarters. And then the fourth quarter came, and that's when everything happened. It was all just offensive explosion after that. Chiefs took over. Tyreek Hill had – it's weird when he, like, had a quietly a 12-catch game. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like – that's not the big story after this one. And it's like a very under the radar 12 catch, whatever, 100 and whatever performance with a touchdown. But him and Kelsey were exceptional. And the Chargers are a good football team. Brandon Staley got a bunch of negative backlash in regards to his calls for going for it on fourth down multiple times. I like that mentality. Seven points is more than three. You're playing to win. You're not playing mm-hmm. to play safe. So I like where his mentality is at. I think that's good for head coach Jack that way. And he said, if we want to win games that way, so we're going to start establishing that now so we can continue to win games when it matters down the stretch. No, I completely agree. I think you go for it and you live with the results. I don't like when people, you know, it, it works. They're all for it. It doesn't work. They're against it. I think you got to stay consistent with that kind of stuff and uh, be aggressive. That's how you win games. That's how you get to the playoffs. Um, Tough loss for the Chargers here. Go down two games with only uh, three left in this division. Looks like the Chiefs are going to get this one. Uh, What were you thinking, Mike? I do like that take as well. I thought the Brandon Staley fourth down calls were really good. The only one I disagreed with was not going with the field goal before the half because I think, especially with the Chiefs getting the ball back, that seven-point cushion would have been really good. But, um, no, I mean, 
it was the right call. They were always deep in the Chiefs' territory. They were easily crossing midfield for most of the first half into the third quarter, really. They didn't start getting shut down until later. But, you know, uh, that's what you got to do to beat a team like that, especially a team that can show that even when they're having a down year, so to speak, that they can pop off and have like a scoring drive and three plays. You know, they were aggressive. And especially if they have to match up again in the playoffs, you know, that's the type of attitude you need to have. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's what both these teams are kind of looking forward to is the playoffs. Chargers are going to have to win a couple more games, but they should get in. This team is so tough, man. I mean, when on your first drive, you have an incredible kick return. I guess it was four times then the Chargers lost the ball on downs. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. Also, that uh, big kick return only ended up going for – no, it didn't even go for three, did it? They went oh, for because, it. well, I was about to get into that. Yeah, so Avery Robert, Avery Roberts isn't the name. This guy from Delaware plays at Oregon State. Um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Number seven, Andre Roberts. So Andre Roberts uh, returns into like the 20, slips and falls. Chargers move it. Uh, Mike Williams drops a ball at like the goal line. And then a throw to tight end Donald Parham in the back of the end zone. Pretty routine stuff. He goes to the ground violently unconscious. They zoom up on his face. Everyone knows that I fucking hate when they do this stuff. They show him getting carted off the field. Uh, what would you call it? Um, seizing or twitching mm-hmm. to some degree. And it was just like, I can't keep watching this shit. And I don't know why they keep showing. Like, I, I get that it's serious. You can talk about it and have some, you know, discussions and talk about how we hope he's okay which obviously everyone here hopes he's okay he's in the hospital still recovering but to show that kind of stuff on national television when you have a guy who who's probably supports his family his livelihood kind of all in the balance and might have kids or brothers sisters mom dad whatever it's like and now it's like you were just you can talk about it. You don't need to show it. And I know it does numbers. I know why they do it. I just, I, I will always be against that. I feel like a fucking old man about it. I think especially with, um, keep in mind the news that came out yesterday morning too, where they released the CTE results of Vincent Jackson, Philip Adams said they both had, you know, stage two real bad CTE for guys in their early thirties. Uh, you know, I mean, having an incredibly graphic, concussion head injury in the night game hours after that happens is definitely not the best look yeah it's starting and i'm gonna say it on wax just i've been saying it it's starting to feel like the football we know and love will not be played into long super long into our adulthood i think we got momentum's gonna drag things on for a while but like could you imagine a world without this sort of hard contact helmets, shoulder pads, football. So cast the ball is coming. In the ring. <laughs> <laughs> now I can only imagine that the equipment gets more supported for preventing those types of things. Like they'll just continue research and finding the best new helmets and shoulder pads and equipment that players can have to help prevent those things, but they're not going to take away the sport itself. It's a money-making machine and people love it all around the world, you know? So it, even Maybe. though the even though obviously the health concerns are the big issue, that it, that's just how business works. Yeah, it's just all these all what is it ninety five ninety nine percent of people that go 
that kill themselves or or die and ask for their brain to be checked have CTE. And that's that number doesn't mean that 99% of NFL players have CTE. It, it means that people showing symptoms likely do. Mm-hmm. And they're developing tests to find it within your life. But once you have it, right, it, it is a death sentence. So it's not, you know, it, it's it's easy to say like, oh, a couple of concussions, blah, blah, blah. But it's, you know, at what point are we just going to lose the moral high ground, right? All the things it does good for people. Just This is something I've been pontificating on by myself. I don't know. I just kind of wanted your guys' thoughts on it. Other than that, it was a awesome game between two really fun teams i i always think mike was talking earlier about how travis it was fixed because nobody wanted to try to <laughs> tackle travis kelsey the scripted the scripted outcome dude they're rigging the game <laughs> no i mean it didn't feel like it was obviously i don't think it was fixed i think as i said before it'd be really really hard to fix football games just in general but i was like god damn like nothing happens offensively and they start clicking and then it's like oh three plays no t is over I would say, if anything, it was more just credence to the fact that I hate overtime rules and I think that they should be switched to college-style rules because yeah. after the game Justin Herbert had, not even getting him to touch the field in OT and make something happen, it feels more bullshit every time. Yeah, they'll never go, though. You know why? What, too much action, kind of? like Well, fantasy physical. gambling. True, true. That makes fantasy sense. Fantasy gambling. Like, they'll, they'll never be able to go to it because it's a, there's way too much money on the line with that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, be nice I'm, if they at least gave them like an answer. Like, you score a touchdown, you get to try to go score a yeah. touchdown. Really. I, see, I like the rules. I don't, yeah. I think maybe you could change that. If the team scores a touchdown when they first get the ball, that the other team can, has a chance to go down the field and score a touchdown. But if they score a touchdown, they have to go for two. And that's the game. That's fair. I could see that happening. Yeah, I could see that happening. But I also like like the rules because if you want to win, stop the other team. Part of the game. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it's part of the game is theory, but it feels like, you know, if you're having an offensive shootout and it comes down to a coin toss into the end, it's hard not to feel like you're robbed, you know? Yeah, but you're Especially not. Especially if it's like chance. both teams' defenses are bad or whatever. Yeah, but it's everyone knows it's chance. I just, I everyone knows the rules. I, I don't get what's just like. Don't let Travis Kelsey run right through the middle of your defense with nobody stopping. <laughs> he shouldn't have five guys <laughs> whiffed. Five whiffed on him. Like, Dude, are you kidding me? People are nobody like, can even get in his way and trip him. <laughs> people are acting like he's like an old man or something, but like he is still probably runs like a four six. He's not slow by any means. He's not like crazy. What do you what do you get drafted like 2013, 14? You can't be he's that much 31. older than Ertz. He's 31. That makes sense. Like, yeah, like yeah. 32. Actually. I was gonna say 29, 30. So he's, he's a only fellow a older. He's a fellow Libra. <laughs> Libra season. Oh yeah, shout out shout out all our Libras uh out there. Got to ours his, must have aligned last night. Yeah, absolutely. Travis Kelsey's just a a beast. He got to his seventh straight or sixth straight, excuse me, thousand yard season in that game. What a way to do it. Yeah, we'll see if uh, maybe Pats can spark a little, uh, re-spark the rivalry if uh, we get in the playoffs with them this year. It'd be exciting. That would be a really fun one. Any more thoughts in this game? And Ethan, you're falling asleep over there. Any more thoughts? No, not really. We we kind of said everything. I hope that both these teams are seen in the playoffs this year because I think the Chargers could find a way in and make things interesting. The Chiefs are obviously going to be in there. It just depends on where they're seated. Tyreek Hill. I'll give a quick having... shout out, dude. I'm sorry, go on about Tyreek. No, I was just gonna say Tyreek Hill 
having the quietest 102 catch, 1100 yard, nine touchdown season of all time. Do you guys know he was he's second in receptions, fourth in yards, fifth in touchdowns? That doesn't really shock me just because Miko Hardman's been having a down year. It feels like Tyreek's been doing the work of two. Yeah. So <laughs> he's been I can kind of see two? that. Like, pretty much, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's only 27, too. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he feels like he's been in the league forever, dude. Yeah. yeah he's Maybe it's just because so... he played with Alex Smith, right? Like, Yeah. It's just that era change thing. Um, exactly. But he is so dominant. His numbers by the end of his career could be wild if he keeps up at this pace. And Definitely. he is the fastest person I've ever seen. That move where he just kind of runs backwards away from a guy and the guy doesn't even come close to touch. It's like an NFL cornerback who runs a 4-4. Doesn't even come close to touching him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you even defend that? I don't even, like, the other team's lucky there are sidelines, and I know that sounds stupid, but, like, he could just run around all day and get, a, get away from you if there weren't. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude. He's like... He's the NFL equivalent of Randy Rosarena, dude. He's like just going around people. He's zipping. He's like outside the base path. He's going all over the place. He's probably the goat tag player of all time as a kid, or like man. Oh, for sure. Or or what's that game where one person's a zombie infected? Is that what we call it? Mm -hmm. I mean, tag everyone. Regardless, he wasn't getting touched. Imagine him as a kid, just like (laughs) literally running away from people. With that speed, oh my god! All right, Damn. let's get that. We're talking about tags. Well, let so. me let me give a shout out here, real All quick. Right. Shout out Uchenna and Wosu. Mm-hmm. USC, dude, product. that was like real USC. That was the first guy I've seen go up against Mahomes, where I was like, this guy has Mahomes' number. He knew every single pass that was going to the flat, any type of short pass he was in on. He almost had three picks. He had one pick and two deflections when he was trying to check down to Clyde, like. He kept him honest, and he was dominant. I have never seen somebody read Mahomes like that. Yeah. No, that was a really impressive performance. Chargers ran the ball really well. Austin Eckler didn't even get most of the carries. Um, Keaton Allen was pretty nice in this one. But any more – the Herbert Mahomes thing was the big story before the game. I thought it really showed in the on Another the good duel, yeah. Yeah. it been fun for years. Exactly. But Mahomes is better right now. I mean, for anyone to deny that is kind of silly. <laughs> the coldest take I've ever heard, dude. No, Pat I mean, Mahomes is better than Justin Herbert. No, but like all the talk was like Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes. It's like, yeah, but like we know, like we all know. What yeah, but is. I mean, it's two two young dominant franchise QBs. One has a ring, you know. One's still trying to get division. there. Like yeah. three, four years from now. I mean, maybe I'll put it on a longer timeline, like five plus. It could be like a Brady Manning type deal. Especially no, I, in division. People in division. That's the big one. Herbert, second in the league in passing touchdowns after this week. So, you know, something really is brewing there with that kid. I just – I love the way – the cut of his jib, if you will. It is funny. Like, it always seems to be, like, the same, the same like, descriptor for everyone. Everyone describes him as stud. Like, every time I see, like, a QV or, like, an analyst go on, they're like, stud. It's like, yeah, it's the best way to describe him. Great quarterback. Yeah. Any more thoughts from you, Sue? Nope. Got all my points out there. <laughs> all right. Well, from me, Colesmith, and from Ethan Sue, from Michael Dwayne, and from all of you out there, thanks so much for listening. Check us out at 432 Podcast or on all the social medias, wherever you get your podcasts. Peace.